0: Oh my gosh, it's Halloween season. Spooky season is upon us. Oh, you're very scary. And we're gonna cover the topic of celebrities who've had demonic encounters or experiencing oppression or even possession. And it's part of our reality as believers, Satan's real and every demonic activity, we can discern it. I'm wearing learn to discern sweatshirt, which you can get down below. But this unseen realm is often met by skepticism or just plain old fear, even by believers. And many people have had encounters with the demonic and even possession, and they don't know they're operating outside God's original intention. And that it's blessing, it can't share space in that same place of demonic activity is. So what do you do when you start to discern the demonic? And what do you do if you have night terrors or even sleep paralysis? Because that's a demon, really, it's a demon. It's not a psychological thing, it's a demon. And we're in spooky month, so we're gonna cover celebrities who are having or encountering demons. Then I'm gonna tell you what you can do if you have your own encounters, so you don't have to live a life of oppression like some of them did. So our first one is Ariana Grande. Let's watch this clip together.
1: Ariana Grande has got a real problem with demons, she told Complex Magazine apparently she went to a haunted cemetery called stall cemetery
0: why why ariana did you go to skull cemetery why
1: and it's actually supposedly one of the gateways to hell supposed gateways to hell (laughs) Mm -hmm. this is what she said happens i felt this sick overwhelming feeling of negativity over the whole car and we smelled sulfur which is the sign of a demon who knew
0: (laughs) i knew so she's literally being attacked by a demon that's what's happening she's having a demonic encounter and she smells sulfur, which is the sign of a demon, it's true.
1: She said, this is scary. Let's leave. I rolled down the window before we left and said, we apologize. We didn't mean to disrupt your peace.
0: She's apologizing to demons. What are you doing? You can't apologize to a demon. It will not go away by apologizing. Literally, she's discerning something that's probably on her life and was activated when she got into the graveyard. And you can't just appease it by saying, please leave. She's probably being oppressed. Regularly and this could manifest in anxiety attacks. Or could it could manifest in depression and low-grade loneliness These kinds of things can happen because this demonic power now is energizing things that are going on in her life
1: Then I took a picture and there are three super distinct faces in the picture. They're faces of textbook demons. That is so creepy It is super creepy, and especially because she also says that she took the picture and she tried to send it to her manager but it wouldn't download because it said it was too many megabytes. In fact, it was 666 megabytes, which is supposedly- The mark of the beast. That's right.
0: Okay, first of all, you take a picture, there's demonic faces, and you're trying to send it around. She even ended up sending it on the internet. So you take a picture of demons, and you're like, Oh my gosh, there's demons. I'm going to send it to everybody. No, that's not what we do.
1: And now, Ariana is obviously very passionate about this demon encounter. She actually had a whole folder on her phone entitled Demons. But when the interviewer asked to see it, she said she had actually deleted it because so many crazy occurrences were happening. Ariana also said that she felt like the demons followed her back home. (laughs) She had an encounter where she was sleeping, where she saw this black figure over her bed. She didn't want to feed the fear. She thought it was there. It wanted to scare her. Called her friend, and she fell asleep on the phone. When she woke up, the room was demon free. (laughs) Certainly glad to hear that. How
0: was the close one. I mean, here's the reality: is that it's not demon free. The demonic is still there. It's just activating somewhere differently. But the fact that it was revealing itself to her it was showing itself. It was being assigned to her because of some of the stuff she's involved with. It wasn't just that she went after an occult experience in the graveyard, or it wasn't just the fact that she has uh, on her phone, she has a demon folder. It's also because some of the things she's involved with, with the overt sexuality and some of the other things that are happening behind the scenes are inviting the demonic into her life, and she could get Free from this oppression. This isn't, doesn't have to be her story. She's an incredible, incredible talented musician, person. I've heard so such incredible things about her behind the scenes. Uh, people who work with her. Like she has a great reputation for collaboration, but at the same time, she's having demonic attacks and demonic encounters, and it speaks of her life's out of alignment. I think that's like really important to look at. Now, this is one of the most interesting ones that's come up recently. Cardi B has been admitting uh, several times, but this is one of the interviews where she admits to having her song uh, be activating demons into people's lives. So I wanna watch this with you. I've
2: been having these weird feelings lately and that's kinda why I didn't wanna do this song shaky or like any Joe song, because it's like these songs are activating like these demons that I kill. I don't wanna be that girl anymore. Like, like, I just, I just wanna be a mother, you know what I'm
0: saying? So she starts out saying like there's things that were in my life that I killed and these songs reactivate it and I just wanna be a normal human, a normal mother. So she's recognizing that by doing songs that have the themes that are demonic themes that were like things in her life that were energized that actually made her career like stripping and over sexuality and all these things and just kind of foulness that's been in her life, she's recognizing it.
2: I don't wanna be that old Cardi anymore. I left that lifestyle a long time. I just, I don't want to be that anymore. Like, and she's coming back. She's coming back, bro. Like, I feel like, I feel like getting a king. If you know about the kings, then you know. I don't want to be that anymore. I want to be a mother. This song is activating demons that I locked away a long time ago, and it's coming back again. I don't want to be that. I want to be a good person. I don't want
0: to. And this is what's sad is that like when you have this demonic activation in your life when there's actually oppression like she's describing oppression from her past that she's feeling the oppression come back and re-energize areas that she doesn't want to participate. Even Paul said like I do things that I don't want to do and I think like there's there's this measure inside of us that we're not, we're not walking in alignment with God or in relationship to God or connection to God. We're not like living as God is the Lord of our life, we just have him in our life, like, well, I'm a Christian, but I'm not actually walking it. We're opening ourselves up at times to oppressions that are things that we might have had victory over to come back. And I, this makes me think of Taylor Swift, who has a new song in her new tour where she does basically a Wicca spell over the audience. And many audience members this has been reported. I mean, this is like widely reported, you can look it up right now on Google, many audience members are reporting that they've had amnesia, which is what some of the witches who helped Taylor Swift's tour, get this spell, because it's a real wicked spell. It's not like made up, it's not artistic. It's a real wicked spell. They say that the spell is supposed to do this. It's supposed to make you forget things about your past, negativity, and all these, you know, boyfriends, past girlfriends, whatever. It's supposed to make you forget this. And so Taylor may just think she's being artistic, but like Cardi, she is activating demons, but not only over her own life, but over an audience who's coming under the spell, so to speak, because she does the entire ritual during the song in live concerts, as well as it's in the video. If you watch the video, I would say watch it prayerfully because you don't want to activate it in your life, but have discernment for what's happening. And when people mess with this stuff and they have no discernment, they're just being artistic or they're just being creative or they're just you know like rehashing things from their past, but without victory, they're actually re-highlighting uh, or prostituting things from their past. This reactivates demonic oppression, or it activates demonic oppression. We don't always think this. Now, one of the most famous of all uh, possessed celebrities is Ozzy Osbourne, who I personally adore. I think, I don't like his music, I adore him as a human. I've prayed for him for years, probably because my grandfather's name was Ozzy Osbourne as well, who's passed away now. But he shares how he was actually possessed by the devil, and he's been walking with his possession ever since. Let's watch this together. We
3: have Ozzy Osbourne, one of the most famous rock stars ever. Ozzy has long been connected to the occult. I mean, Ozzy, Prince of Darkness, didn't just come from nowhere. Aside from the rumors, however, Ozzy has been fairly open about his personal connection to the devil in a 1984 issue of hit parader ozzy said quote i really wish i knew why i've done some of the things i've done over the years sometimes i think that i'm possessed by some outside spirit a few years ago i was convinced of that i thought i truly was possessed by the devil
0: because he is he's literally given himself over to possession he doesn't look at this as he's being rational in his mind he's a very um creative thinker but he's also very smart and so he's rationalizing, wow, there's all these times that I feel possessed, I feel like I'm out of my own control, especially when he was a drug addict, he blamed it on drugs, instead of by the actual possession and drugs were part of that. And they're all are they're gateway to it. But there's a there's part of that's rationalized. Well, this there's no real spiritual realm. And so this is just this is psychologically, you could explain this, but you can't,
3: I remember sitting through the exorcist a dozen times saying to myself, Yeah, I can relate to that
0: what he's watching Linda Blair and the exorcist, and he can relate. To the feeling of being possessed. Hardly anybody who's watching it that I know ever watched it, feeling a relationship to the actress who's possessed. They watched it in fear that there could be possessions like that. They watched it in fear that somebody else could be possessed. He watched it identifying with the actress who was possessed by the gnarliest demonic possession we've ever seen on the screen, I think so far.
3: He even has expressed confusion over whether or not he's a medium for some kind of outside source or if something much more sinister is at play. When speaking of actually selling his soul, Ozzy had some less than comforting things to say. He said, quote, I already have. Well, you sell your soul to the devil when you do something yourself that you shouldn't. And I already have. I've lived my life to the fullest. If there's an afterlife, I've got a good spot in the furnace. You know?
0: What a sad thing to say, right? I mean, he's consigned himself over to the enemy and he's been basically a soldier of the enemy. That's why he's saying, this is what I've done. I live life to the fullest, which means I've lived out of, and this is one of the tenets of Satanism is I've lived life for my own pleasure. I've lived life doing what I think is best. And there's terms for that in Satanism. I just think Ozzy lived this way, but he's still alive. He's still with us. Pray for Ozzy Osbourne because obviously he has a contract that we want to see broken by the powerful blood of Jesus. Mike Coulter is somebody who I think is super interesting. And he shared on Kelly Clarkson's show how he's had a night demon, a night hag come night after night when he was a child and this thing was attracted to him and it would sit on him while he slept you got to hear this because this is happening to a lot of people Have
3: you ever had anything paranormal happen to you in real life yeah
4: in my life okay so i'm from south carolina and you know, on the south and there's a lot of things in the south that don't, that don't happen anywhere else you know they're just beliefs that they have things that they do rituals
0: now realize this he's saying there's rituals this is on the kelly clark's this is what him supposed to be promoting a project and instead of pro- promoting a project for whatever reason they, and Kelly does this sometimes with other people too. She goes off on asking about the supernatural demonic encounter instead of like what he's there for. Like this is really wild, and he starts to share. People do rituals and spells where I'm from in the south.
4: When I was a kid, I used to have this thing that was sitting on my chest when I would sleep, and it was keeping me from getting up. And I couldn't open my eyes, and I would struggle, and I couldn't breathe very well. And
0: was- Why are you telling the public this? First of all, this is something you need prayer for, for sure. You, he needed prayer when he was young for this. I needed to understand who Jesus is and who demons are, who the devil is, because when you understand who Jesus is and you understand who the devil is, you start to go, what am I doing in my life that opens a door for this, or what is happening in my house or in my world that opens a door that. I A demon is coming and sitting on me. Sometimes it's just the enemy, especially with kids, is just coming to put fear in them of the supernatural and to take any hope they have away from God because the the demons are so real, but they don't necessarily see God or angels with the same openness, and these demons try to oppress them so that they don't feel like God will do anything or that God's not as powerful as them. And so they'll come in and they'll, they'll, they'll come in with a spirit of fear and with so much intensity that there's that trembling demonic electric fear that some people feel like i'm sure he felt in this experience and he has a call of god in his life that's one of the reasons why this thing came when he was young to try and distract him or dissuade him from the call of god
4: it's like this is really like it's scared me and i would fight and struggle and i would sit up in my bed and i'd look around and it would be like someone was holding me down i swear and i'd tell my mom about it it would happen night after night and and as soon as i lay down it happened again it's like holding me and i was like i couldn't open my eyes it was scaring me
0: look at kelly look at kelly clark she's just like what this is happening? What? Yeah. she shared her own ghost type stories. She shared these things in the past. She believes in ghosts and the supernatural and demons, not necessarily from a, a Christian worldview, but she believes in these things. So this is what's attracted her to pull stories out of different guests. and he's sharing he shared with his mom. he this happened night after night. He was oppressed with no reasonable hope.
4: she said it was it was a thing called it was like a hag. It was called a hag, and it would ride you because your spirit was unsettled. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: So again, this goes into more of like a voodoo background. Like this is his mom giving spiritual discernment that's not based on a biblical worldview. you to talk to that enchantress? She's the devil. And so it's based on what you can do even ritualistically to get this thing off you.
4: And it was this old woman living across the street from me <laughs> and I would talk about her all the time because she lived alone and she was freaky and she never come outside. So me and all my cousins in the neighborhood, we were afraid of this woman. So I think she's, my mom said, it's because of your, your the way you're thinking about this woman and she's her spirit is riding, this is this thing that they do and she had that power, it's like a, it's like a witch. That's creepy yeah. and
0: I'm sorry. That's creepy and I'm sorry, it's way bigger than that.
4: I know, I know. <laughs> I'm still dealing with that right that now. That would Sleep terrify me. Yeah couldn't move i know oh my god
0: now realize what his mom described would be like a hag across the street that old hag this is a demonic familiar spirit maybe to that lady but it started to be attracted to him and as this worked in his life night after night you have to realize that if a spirit reveals itself it's coming to energize something in your life to oppress you so that means that there's something in his life he grew up with maybe it was like addiction to pornography or drugs or alcohol or maybe it was not being able to find his purpose. And maybe it was something that wasn't immorality, but it was just he grew up with shame or fear or something that was crippling. And And that spirit represented the crippledness over something that he's lived with his whole life now. So maybe it doesn't sit on him anymore and scare him anymore, but it's still there because it's an oppression on his life that never got broken. The only way to break these things is through Jesus or changing the behavior pattern and coming out of agreement. Sometimes people go to like a psychologist or psychiatrist, or a life coach, and they change their behavior. And so there's no more room for this thing to rest that way anymore. But it's still looking for a way to oppress you. But the only way to be instantaneously fully delivered from these things is by Jesus. And it's it's important to know. So Kelly's like, what? Oh, I'm so sorry you went through that. No, this is terrifying. And people, some of you are going through it right now. People are going through this for real, for real. I'm for real. So you better check yourself. Okay. So one of my favorite this is one of my favorite entertainment human beings in the world. I love him. Shereen, I pray for him. He just feels like our little brother. We love this, this young man. His name's Post Malone. Many of you have heard of Post Malone. I'm not saying I love him or admire him for his music, but I'm saying I love him because I just feel like God has a call in his life and he's been put on a stage and he needs to be, he needs to meet Jesus. I really think he's going to meet Jesus. and It's going to change a lot of people's lives. But anyways, Post Malone got possessed by a Jewish box. Let's watch this.
3: Good old Posty has probably one of the most famous celebrity haunting stories, and it all started with a visit to ghost hunter Zach Bagans Museum. Within the museum was an old wine box that is said to hold a Dybbuk, which in Jewish mythology is a malicious demon.
0: Posty, why are you going to a ghost museum? See, that's how hungry people are spiritually. They're going to these places where there's demonic items that are possessed. That's what this is. It's a ghost museum where demonic items are possessed. Have you ever gone to an antique store and you're like walking around and all of a sudden you're like, Ugh, I don't like that chair. It's not just because it's ugly but and old, but there's something on it attached to it. That's called discernment. And you don't sit in it and you don't buy it. You don't bring it to your house and you don't go to a museum to go look at it because... There's things that have attachments because of how they were made or how they were used, and we don't want to go near them, but Posty did it.
3: This box had come to the museum after the previous owner bought it on eBay.
0: That's where you buy your demons It's on eBay. (laughs) Good to know.
3: These included reports of him having really horrific nightmares, and this extended to anyone else who touched the box, and sometimes even those who had just been around it. Even worse, his own mother had a serious medical emergency after he had given this box to
0: her. I mean, again, this goes back to if you've seen The Conjuring movie, or if you've heard about the Catholic Church and how this medium and this, you know, this, or I guess they were both psychics, would help the Catholic Church to solve mysteries. And they had all these items that are demonic, like Annabelle the Doll. It's intrigued our generation because there's been so much entertainment about this, but this is not entertainment. As a Christian, we know that there's demonic forces at play. There's Demons are looking for a place to rest and oppress. And when Malone went there, it opened them up to something that is very dire. It's like something that you don't just... You don't just go, oh, I'm going to get off me, but he's having nightmares. He's having problems. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's happening. And again, this doesn't just go away.
3: This is all to say the haunted item showed up in the Bag and Museum and then 2018 rolled around and Post Malone decided to take a haunting tour of the occult collection. During this tour, Post Malone reached out and touched the box and, well, he has been dealing with the consequences ever since. These are said to include the same horrific nightmares detailed by the box's previous
0: owner. Now, he wasn't even somebody who owned the box. And yet when he touched the box, it activated panic and nightmares and demonic imagery and these kinds of things in his life. And if you realize like when you're messing around with demonic stuff, it messes back with you. That's why I hate like the Halloween season when people go to haunted houses or they go do seances or they use Ouija boards or all these things in an innocent, fun, lighthearted way But these are activators of the demonic. And here's the thing. If you already have an area that you struggle with, like maybe it's being overweight or maybe it's bad thoughts about yourself or maybe it's bad thoughts about the world or maybe it's depression or discouragement or addiction or these kinds of things. And you go into this environment where you put yourself through an occult ceremony or you put yourself into a place of fear or a place of activation for demonic, these areas that you already struggle with get energized by demonic powers where they it becomes like a bowl that they inhabit, they fill up. And so you already we want to get rid of these areas anyways. We want to surrender these areas to God. We want to work through our humanity with God. We want to walk with God in these things. But if you go and you're oppressed in an area and then you get energized in that area to where you can't even overcome it because you've now participated with something that ties it or contractually binds it to you, This is terrible and people do this all the time, innocently, innocent fun. I think of Ariana Grande who's so young and she has oppression in her life now that may last the rest of her life. I think of Britney Spears who's having manic episodes and she was deeply involved in the occult. And she was involved in these kinds of, and it was light occult practices, but deeply involved with it because she kept practicing these kinds of things over and over. She'd go to psychics, she'd have readings done. You could watch some of the videos. And now you look at Britney Spears and there might've been mental illness, but on top of that, there's oppression. And I just think like someone like Britney deserves to be freed. We need Christians who have power to rise up. Well, before we get to that message, let's watch Marilyn Manson. Now, some of you know, all of us know Marilyn Manson. We've all seen him. He kind of has a celebration of the dark and macabre. But what you don't know is how it started. And this is really incredible because he had a terrible experience with a school bully who basically forced him to go down into a basement of an old house that had an occultist background. And he ended up reading incantations because of this bullyish kind of guy. And he begins to hear demons and he did the spells. He has a Christian school background and he knew he activated something that's never left him since. Let's watch this clip.
5: So the very first day of public school, a guy named John uh, who was the cool guy who smoked cigarettes and wore a denim jacket, just beat me up for no reason because he said I was looking at his girlfriend.
0: Now again, this is somebody who's gone to Christian school, he's trying to fit in, he doesn't really have a relationship with God, he's grown up in a Christian family, but he doesn't have his own foundation, but he has some of the word in him, some of the Bible in him, and he goes to school and he just wants to fit in, and one of the first people is the cool guy who becomes a bully.
5: I'm just standing there, petrified, and he punched me in the face tried to make friends with John by trading him my mom's diet pills uh, in exchange for not beating me up.
0: I mean, how sad is that? Can you imagine that's your kid? They go to school and they're getting beat up and then they try and become friends with the bully and they're trying to appease him because he just wants significance. Again, when demonic activity happens, it targets people who, who have insecurity and who have these issues in their life.
5: A week or so later, spending the weekend at this guy's uh, House because his parents were out of town. I thought maybe I was going to make amends or, you know, like uh, identify with this guy. We went to his place, and he said, "Do you want to see something scary?"
0: Again, when there's someone bullying, there's trauma in their life too, and this kid had some stuff going on, and and he picks on this kid Marilyn Manson. You know, he he like finds him, and he's oppression breeds oppression, and that's what happens with a lot of people who are oppressed. When you see kids that uh school who are oppressive to other students of your students of your children you have to know that there's probably demonic oppression in their lives too that's activated and it's not just like let's keep our kids away from it. that's not always the answer, always the, answer. Always the answer is like to have your kids love well but it's not the answer isn't to do what maryland did i wonder where his parents were i'm not judging them but i'm wondering where they were in the midst of this really confusing time in his life But let's watch this
5: we get to the barn at the top of it was some sort of really makeshift satanic altar that was just rotting carcasses. And that's when he broke out uh, this book called the Necronomicon.
0: Now the Necronomicon is one of the leading satanic occult incantation books. And a lot of teenagers get their hands on this. As a matter of fact, like after school Satan clubs would encourage kids to read Aleister Crowley. These are clubs that are active in a lot of schools around you right now. Aleister Crowley and the Necrochromicon and, and you can get this online. And so there's a lot of kids who are dabbling with this stuff, and it's good to know your your kids' friends, because this is going around. This is happening right now. Just like we have after-school Christian clubs, there's after-school Satan clubs, and they're being populated all around, the, especially the U.S.
5: So we start foolishly just lurking into the woods, because there was a path, not very far. There's a clearing, and there had been a house, because it was just the frame. And, of course, the only legitimate structure was the cellar door. Not a basement, but a cellar door.
0: We just have so much compassion on him. He's like trying to be friends with the bully. They're reading a spell book. There's a satanic altar set up. And then he goes to like an old broken down house and there's a cellar. And this is the singer that we've watched now. He's, you know, he's been accused of all kinds of things now. But we watched him live a miserable life, live a literally miserable life leading a generation into kind of the dark thoughts and the dark emotions. And we're now seeing where it comes from. He's sharing the story without even knowing he's sharing the story.
5: Of course, John made me go down there and said, you're going to go down there and you're going to read these incantations by Bick Light, fresh out of Christian school. I had read the Bible enough to know that this isn't good. And then in the middle of it, we both got really scared because we stopped. I could hear it talking something along the lines of, do you believe in Satan?
0: So here it is. I mean, he did it and it actually worked. It happened. and I think the enemy's trying to prey on kids who and all kinds of people, not just kids, but prey on people who would be innocently flirting with the supernatural. And sometimes it's for him, it's to be cool with the other kid. He wasn't even wanting this himself. He knew something was wrong and off. And all of a sudden he's activating demons. Do you believe in Satan?
5: There's no explanation for it other than that there was something supernatural involved. Something that really had a presence of evil. So we get back to his place finally, exhausted. The next day, I said, let's go find that book, and let's get it back, because I think that we have unleashed something terrible. During the daytime, we went and went back through the whole trek. We followed the path, and there's a clearing, you know, where we saw the structure, the house, and the cellar, and there was nothing there. No one has an explanation for it.
0: There it is. So he somehow either entered into a supernatural experience or something happened. And there's the beginning of the door of Satan in his life and the oppression that he then, he then, because of who he was, became oppressive to a generation because of who he was, because that oppression hit him. That's what happens. If we walk with God, it affects a generation. It opens a generation up to God's light. If we walk in darkness, it can open a generation up to the darkness on our lives. And I think that this is just so important to look at you know, do you believe in Satan? The voice is saying, and he said, I created something by reading the book. And when I see stories like this, it makes me so sad that a lot of people in the church are unbelieving believers. A lot of you watching might be unbelieving, like that can't happen or that doesn't happen or that's not as real, but it is. We have people in popular culture, these people have nothing to gain by sharing their story. Most of these stories that they share, make them look bad, not good in society. But there's something that they are traumatized by or triggered by that makes them want to share, like trying to get some understanding, try and get some connection to help other people who might have experienced the same thing. And so many people who are believers don't even believe them. And then the believers that do believe them don't have spiritual power or tool or authority tools or authority in our prayer life to help the world. We don't know how to help in this battlefield. It's a spiritual battle. And we need to know, Jesus inside of us and the reality of his kingdom and let that kingdom displace the world around us. And you have authority and it's huge if you just walk with them no demonic power or principality can prosper against you, but you have to stay in alignment. So what do you do if there's a demonic attack or if you feel like you're under demonic influence? Well, the first thing is James 4, 7 says, go and surrender to God, stand up to the devil and resist him and he'll flee in agony. Move your heart closer to God, closer and closer, and he will come even closer to you. But make sure you cleanse your life you sinners, and keep your heart pure and stop doubting. So one place to start is to pray the armor of God on, which is not a formula. It's not like, I pray the breastplate of righteousness and the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation. It's not just a nice Sunday school thing we do, but it's actually walking a life of truth, like wearing righteousness as part of do, like right mindedness, right thinking, right heartedness, you know, walking in faith that like he who's within me is greater. Than anything that's in the world, living in the word of God and God in connection to our salvation. You know, reminding ourselves, it can be extremely, extremely helpful to stay anchored and grounded by reminding yourself every day about the armor of God in Ephesians 6. 10 through 18, it really outlines it really well. And the last thing is, I just want to encourage you to say, in the name of Jesus, go away, devil. Like, Tell it to go away in the powerful name of Jesus. Ask Jesus, who lives in you, or if you don't know him yet, who may live outside of you, but still wants to be with you, to send it away. Ask him to fill your room with his presence, God's presence, which feels right, which feels like love, which feels like connected which feels like the way we're supposed to feel and he'll fight the enemies with his angel armies and you know what do we do with night tears and sleep paralysis well i have a video on youtube you can watch and it's an oldie but a goodie and i talk all about that but we're going to be talking more about these kinds of stories in the future but in the meantime what questions do you have about the demonic and christianity leave them down below and i'll see you in our next video